You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 196. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, and today we are going to talk about condiments. You know all those things you add on top of your food? Well, sometimes you don't even think about what you're adding. And not only could it be a lot of calories, it might be a lot of extra sugar, might be a lot of extra sodium, might have dye, might have this, might have that. And it's the little things that we don't think about that sometimes add up fast. And so today I wanna talk to you about some of the not so good condiments that you might be adding to your foods that again, you might not even think is good or bad, and then a few that are totally fine and that you can have and not even worry about. So that's what we're gonna talk about today, but a lot of you have been emailing me lately saying, what is your new program? How is it different? I wanna always help everyone reach all of their fitness, weight loss goals, and so I have so many programs at this point. Um, Just email me, Kim at Earn That Body, anytime, and let me know what your goals are, and I will help assess which program of mine is the best for you. But yes, I did revamp the full Earn That Body program. It is now a five-week program. It includes personalized nutrition and a full workout program. I gotta say, it's probably the best program out there right now with the COVID pandemic because you can do all of these workouts from home, and they are awesome. They're the ones that I use a lot right now from the Willpower Workout Program. All right, but enough about that. We're going to talk about condiments, but first, this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, we are going to talk about avoiding food poisoning in this summer season. This comes to you from Consumer Reports Expert Advice Newsletter. Now, you wouldn't even think about it probably, but summer season can be a time when food safety is a little more important. This is what they have to say. Best practices for food safety, such as washing your hands and not defrosting meat on the counter, that applies year round. But they're even more important now in the summer. More people get food poisoning in summer than at other times of the year, according to the Department of Agriculture. Cooking and eating outside make it more difficult to handle food safely and bacteria grow more quickly when it's warm and humid. So these five rules are in order for this summer season. Number one, they say to plan your grocery run. You should pick up perishables such as dairy and meat right before you hit the checkout line to reduce the risk of them spoiling. At checkout, make sure that frozen and cold items are packed in the same bag, which will help everything stay cool. Be sure to pack meat and seafood separately to keep them from contaminating other foods and don't transport your groceries in the trunk. I thought that was a really good tip. Put them inside your air-conditioned car. If you won't be going straight home after shopping, use a cooler or an insulated bag to stash the meat and perishables. Number two, you wanna organize your coolers. 
Wrap raw meat tightly before placing it in a cooler to keep any juices from contaminating the other food or store in a separate cooler. At an outdoor gathering, don't leave perishable food in the same cooler as beverages. People will be opening and closing that ice chest frequently and that can raise the temperature inside the cooler. And just so you know, when it comes to like your meat, when you're leaving the grocery store, a lot of them at the checking stand will wrap it in extra plastic for you. So you can easily ask them to do that to help. Number three, you want to grill safely. You know summertime, right? We're all grilling just a little bit more. It makes summer fun. You wanna keep your knives, tongs, and platters that you use for raw meat away from the cooked food. If you're cooking kebabs, use different skewers for meat and vegetables so that you can be sure the meat is cooked to the right temperature without burning the veggies. Use a meat thermometer even for burgers because you cannot judge the doneness of meat or poultry by color. Don't partly cook meat at home and then take it to a picnic or a barbecue to finish cooking. Half-cooked meat can be warm enough to encourage bacterial growth, but not hot enough to kill the bacteria. Number four, keep an eye on more than just meat. Prepared food shouldn't be left outside of a refrigerator or cooler longer than two hours or an hour if the temperature is higher than 90 degrees. That goes for every element of your meal. From a crudite platter to grilled chicken, you might think you can get sick only from meat or dairy, but other food items can be host to dangerous bacteria as well. Cooked rice and pasta, for example, can contain bacillus cereus, which causes diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting. So if you leave them out at room temperature too long, they too can become risky. You wanna keep your pasta and rice salads in the fridge until you're ready to serve them. At a barbecue or picnic where people will be serving themselves, set them in a bowl of ice. I mean, I think these are great tips because I can tell you right now that half of these I wasn't doing. And the very last one, they say be cautious at the farmer's market. Buy from vendors who wear disposable gloves to handle food and who change them when they move between raw and ready to eat or cooked foods or when they stop handling food for such tasks as accepting cash. Buy meat and eggs only if they've been stored in coolers or otherwise refrigerated. Don't buy raw milk or raw milk products. The Centers for Disease and Control Prevention says they're some of the riskiest foods. So five really important things. Like I said, I read these and was like, oh, those are actually a few tips that I need to work on too. And they simply help us from getting sick. No one, I mean, is there anyone out there who wants food poisoning that is like the worst feeling ever? So definitely follow those tips so that you can save yourself and your family this summer. Now, let's talk. Let's talk about condiments. Something that some people don't even really think of. Like they don't even put it sometimes in their food logs. When I check my clients' food logs, I'm like, did you have anything on that sandwich? Did you have like mustard or anything? Well, yeah, I, I had, you know, barbecue sauce and mayonnaise and well, how come it's not listed here? Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't know we had to count that, right? <laughs> Adding condiments to your meals, it is definitely the way that you enhance flavor, right? 
It's a great way to enhance flavor, and some can even have some healthy benefits. However, some condiments, just so you know, contain unhealthy ingredients. Some have artificial additives, some have a tremendous amount of sugar added, and of course, the one that I'm always after is a ton of salt. Now, then there's also some healthy condiments that are low in added sugar. They have nutritious ingredients, even like protein, healthy fats, and lots of fiber. So some condiments are definitely better than others. Let's go ahead and talk about the worst ones first. Let's get them out of the way right off the bat. Okay, so many condiments have unhealthy qualities that may require you to limit or avoid them altogether, but I say it because I don't I don't want you to avoid it altogether if you love these, but I just want you to be aware because usually when I work with my clients and I start showing them, well, look how much sodium was in that condiment and look at you know how much or how little fiber was in this one. And you know, once I start showing them and educating them, it's like a light goes off and they realize and they understand what to look for. So let's go ahead and start with ranch dressing. It's considered a somewhat unhealthy condiment. Ranch dressing is very high in calories with two tablespoons providing 129 calories. And you wanna be mindful of that serving size when using this dressing or substitute for a lower calorie alternative. Like some people will use salsa instead of ranch dressing because it will have a lot less calories. And I have to tell you right now, if you measure two tablespoons, it is likely a lot less than what you're putting on your salad. <laughs> or potentially dipping something into your ranch dressing, it's likely more than two tablespoons. So be a little cautious of the ranch dressing. And then there's the fat-free salad dressing. So yes, it's lower in calories, but fat-free dressings often contain more added sugar and salt than their full fat counterpart. Um, so you really want to be careful because you want a wholesome, sort of low sugar salad dressing, also a salad dressing with not a lot of salt in it, which is almost impossible to find. But the fat-free salad dressings, I feel like everybody grabs them first because they think that's the healthiest option. But again, usually it's not because it has so much sugar, so much salt, um, and it's just because it's fat-free doesn't make it healthy. So I almost never, I can't think of ever buying a fat-free salad dressing, except back in the fat-free days when we all thought that Snackwell fat-free cookies were healthy. I just aged myself, but anyway. <laughs> okay, barbecue sauce. This is probably one of the biggest eye-openers for my clients, especially my Texas clients who love their barbecue. This sauce often has a lot of added sugar with two tablespoons packing over 11 grams of sugar. But you guys have to remember, most people are not putting two tablespoons on their food. Two tablespoons is not very much at all. So if you're someone who loves barbecue and you love that barbecue sauce slathered all over your meat or whatever it is you're eating, just know that the sugar and the sodium in most barbecue sauces is off the charts. So that would be something you definitely want to limit. Now what about pancake syrup? Syrup can often contain high fructose corn syrup. 
HFCS. An excessive intake of HFCS has been linked to heart disease, obesity, type 2 diabetes. Don't get pancake syrup that has high fructose corn syrup. Start reading your labels if you don't already. You don't ever want high fructose corn syrup. Like that's a huge no-no in my book. If it's in the ingredients, it's a no. It's not have it in moderation. It's just a flat no. So what's the alternative? The thing that I literally have every day, maple syrup. Real food maple syrup, where the ingredient is maple syrup, not 12 different ingredients, including artificial sweeteners, right? So swap out your pancake syrup if it has that artificial ingredient or if it has 12 ingredients in it that are full of chemicals, just get maple syrup. And yes, you have to have it in moderation. I'm not saying you can have unlimited maple syrup. Maple syrup does have a lot of sugar. So you do wanna measure out a small serving, but whatever you do, let's get rid of the HFCS. Now, how about this condiment? It is the condiment that all people love, queso, <laughs> right? Most queso contains additives like MSG. Did you know that? MSG has been associated with weight gain, but more research is needed on that one. And as a healthier alternative, you can use just regular cheese. So queso, I guess there, there, there's a lot added to queso. I always think it's interesting when you get queso at the table because I'm like, the, the consistency of it, it's so like liquidy and it's just, I'm like, when I just melt regular cheese, it doesn't come out like this. So just know that most Queso is like that and it's oh so delicious because it has a lot of additives in it like MSG, which you really don't want to have a lot of MSG. So I say on the queso, like, you know, have that one in moderation. If you're out, um, just have a tiny little bit. How about that? And then there's margarine. Many margarine products contain traces of trans fat and many studies have linked this type of fat to heart disease. So use healthy fats like olive oil or even grass-fed butter instead of margarine. That's a big one, okay? So really think twice before you're using margarine or margarine products. Now the next one is another big one, the teriyaki sauce. Don't tell my husband, but he needs to use less of it. <laughs> teriyaki sauce is so high in, what am I gonna say, sodium which is two tablespoons providing over 60% of the RDI for this mineral. High sodium diets have been linked to chronic conditions like heart disease and stroke. Let me tell you, teriyaki sauce has so much sodium. And again, you're probably using more than two tablespoons on your food, and it could potentially be enough sodium for the whole day right there. Um, I can tell you right now that my husband is not using two tablespoons in the meals he makes with teriyaki sauce because I'm usually up two to three pounds of water retention the next day. <laughs> and I know it's from the sodium in the teriyaki sauce. Now, the last one that you need to be very careful of because they're just, it's an absolute no, would be these artificial sweeteners, right? You know, the little packet that you add to your coffee. Some observational studies link zero calorie sweeteners to obesity. The research is definitely mixed on that, but it is best, they say, to limit artificial sweeteners in your diet. I say it is best to eliminate all artificial sweeteners. So the aspartame, the sucralose, 
uh, obviously the high fructose corn syrup. They're no-nos. Like those are bad chemicals. They are not good for the body. The body does not know even how to digest them properly. You'll crave more sweets because of them. Anything with artificial sweeteners is a hard no. So those are some things that you definitely want to be cautious of. Um, obviously, there were some that I said are hard no's, some you just have to have in moderation. But what are some of the healthier condiments that are okay? Well, one of them is traditional pesto. Pesto is a sauce made with fresh basil leaves. I have to tell you, the basil in my garden right now, we have, we have pesto every week with the fresh basil and my fresh garlic from the garden, and it is the best thing I've ever had. It is delicious. It's made with basil and olive oil, Parmesan cheese, and pine nuts. Pesto is a really good source of zinc, a mineral that is essential for immune health, wound healing, and developmental growth. The high zinc content of pesto makes it an excellent condiment as well for vegetarians, which is good to know. Um, you can add pesto to baked chicken. It's used as a pasta sauce. It can be even great on certain sandwiches and flatbreads. I absolutely love pesto. Um, I barely even put any salt in it. So, I mean, obviously some pesto will have high salt. If you're making your pesto, you can control that. If you're buying your pesto, just read the label and just make sure that they haven't added a ton of sodium. Salsa is also a great condiment. As I said earlier, it can generally be very low calories. So some people will use salsa on a salad instead of those not so good salad dressings, but I will warn you, unless you make your salsa yourself, salsa does have a lot of sodium in it. So be cautious of how much salsa you're using. If you're buying it at the market, check the label, maybe just measure out how much a true serving size is. If you're at the Mexican restaurant and you're eating the chips at the table and you're scooping a ton of salsa up time after time, just be prepared that it likely will create a lot of water retention the next day because it is very high in sodium. Now, what about mustard? It's a popular condiment, right? Typically made from mustard seeds, distilled vinegar, garlic powder, turmeric, lemon juice, and it can have salt. It's very low in calories. So they say about two teaspoons of yellow mustard has about six calories. And so it's a, it's a good one. It's a good condiment. Um, not generally super high in sodium. It's something you wanna check. There are different kinds of mustard. So again, I just always check the label, but generally, I mean, you still wanna have everything in moderation. I wouldn't put like the entire bottle of mustard on the sandwich, but generally you don't have to worry too much about that one. Um, hummus is a wonderful, tasty, delicious condiment. It's actually made from chickpeas, tahini, garlic, olive oil, lemon juice and a little bit of salt. My husband actually just made hummus homemade the other week and it was absolutely delicious. Uh, if you can make it yourself, then you can limit how much salt goes in it. I would just always say again, just check the label, but hummus is a great one. Obviously, still have to have it in moderation. There is a certain amount of fat in hummus. Um, people think that it's really high in protein. It's, it's generally a little more high in fat. I wouldn't use hummus as a protein source. I'm not saying there isn't protein in it, but it's not super high. So just something to be cautious of. Now, some people use plain Greek yogurt as an actual condiment. 
As you all know, if you listen to my podcast, I'm a big fan of Greek yogurt because it is a very healthy alternative to a lot of the cream-based condiments out there. It is incredibly high in protein, which is why it is the protein source in the Eagle Real Food Protein Shake. It is a really good substitute for sour cream and even mayonnaise. A lot of people will swap out sour cream and mayonnaise in a recipe with Greek yogurt and you would basically never know. So uh, I think it's an absolutely great condiment. Um, nut butter, like peanut butter and almond butter, they are super nutritious. They can be added to meals, they can be added to snacks. Generally, one serving is two tablespoons and a little bit of healthy fat is in it. Um, again, this is something you have to read the label or make your own. When I say make your own, like a lot of the stores now, you can just put the peanuts into the machine and that way your peanut butter comes out and it's just peanuts. That's the best you can do when there's no added ingredients. If you're buying peanut butter, I don't make my own peanut butter, but that does sound pretty fun. Maybe something I'll do at some point when I have a little extra time. But I buy organic peanut butter. I actually get the Kirkland brand from Costco. It is, it is epic. And it basically just has peanuts in it. Does it have anything else? I don't even know if it has a touch of added salt in it or not, but there's like two ingredients, that's it. If you look at your peanut butter and it has like 10 ingredients, get a different peanut butter because you don't need all those extra ingredients. And another side note is don't get PB2, which is basically processed peanut butter where they take the only good part of peanut butter, the fat, out and they make it a powder. There's no point in that. The best part and the healthiest part of peanut butter is the fat in it. Your body needs healthy fat. It's a great way to get healthy fat. So don't get the processed one that takes the only good part of it away, okay? I'm not a fan of PB2 at all, unless maybe you're just using it for flavoring and you're getting enough healthy fat in your diet elsewhere. But peanut butter is considered a condiment and I have to say it is an absolute favorite of mine. And then the last one that's a pretty good one as well is that balsamic vinegar. It's a dark vinegar made from grapes. It's rich in antioxidants, particularly polyphenol antioxidants like flavonoids, gallic acid, and caffeic acid. And these antioxidants may actually protect against cell damage or prevent oxidation of LDL, LDL which is that bad cholesterol, and can lower your risk of heart disease. So a lot of people like to drizzle that balsamic vinegar onto vegetables before roasting, or I actually do it right after I roast the vegetables. You might just drizzle a little bit on. It's, it's a great one, balsamic vinegar. Again, everything in moderation. None of these condiments can be in, you know, in excess. You know, measure what a serving size is, enjoy it. Just know that balsamic vinegar is definitely of the better ones. Um, I should say that's the last one because ketchup, people say, what about ketchup? I'm not gonna say ketchup is good or bad. It's fine in moderation. It can have a lot of sugar in it. So again, you wanna check the label. Some of them do have high fructose corn syrup in them also, so check the label and make sure that it doesn't have artificial ingredients in it. And just know that you have to have it in moderation due to the sugar. And I guess one more because I just can't stop myself, but extra virgin olive oil is technically considered a condiment for some people as well. Um, it's got really powerful nutritional properties. It is so good for you. There are so many benefits supporting heart health, reducing inflammation, 
Um, it's one of the best oils. I actually did a whole podcast on oils and which oils you should have and shouldn't and when to use them, but extra virgin olive oil is best used in recipes that require little to no cooking, like you don't wanna have it on a super high heat, um, and it's just a really healthy one. Now, does it have fat in it? Yeah, it's an oil, so again, you still have to measure it. It's not unlimited, but it's a super healthy one. And that's it, that's what you've got for condiments. I think it's just super important when you use a condiment that for one, just read the label like you've probably been buying the same ketchup since you were a little kid and you buy the same one that your mom potentially bought which is fine but maybe your mom didn't read the label and it has high fructose corn syrup in it this whole time and you didn't know it so even brands that you've used forever doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best for you right we just sort of get used to using the same brand so condiments read the label in general, you still want to have it in moderation, whether it's one of the good condiments or the not good condiments. Um, and then there's those few that you just you just really need to be cautious of the super high sodium, um, no on the artificial sweeteners, right? That one's not gonna be in moderation, that's just a hard no, and there you've got it. So enjoy your condiments in moderation. It's definitely that season. I feel like we use condiments a lot in the summertime where dipping vegetables and hummus. We're using the mustard and the ketchup on those grilled burgers for the barbecues. Enjoy them, have them in moderation. And again, now you're just gonna maybe think twice before you slather that barbecue sauce all over your meal. So moderation. All right, everyone, finish off the summer strong. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe. Enjoy these last weeks of summer and don't forget to keep wearing your mask. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.